0: Hello and welcome to Pastor George's Bible study.
1: To them, that name Oladipo Akitunde is too long and it sounds very. (laughs) So it's the same thing. Don't worry, they are just names of people who lived. They either misbehaved or behaved well. You understand. Like there was, I was reading in the book of was it book of Judges. Who have heard, Who has heard of that king called Adonai Bezek? He was a king, very wicked king. He went and cut off the big toes of his subjects of his of his um, ruling council, as it were. He cut off their big toes. Can you imagine? He was now king over subjects with no big toe. So, when the Israelites cut him, they also cut off his own big toe. You know, so, but all these names we have in the Bible, they are names of people who behaved well or misbehaved. So that you can remember. I remember Adoni Bezek because of what he did. It's a weird name. So, please let us not be put off when we read scripture and you see some weird names. It, I agree. At first sight, it makes the story boring. But we want to learn some spiritual lessons from it for our own souls. So let's look at the story of all these kings. Now, the Bible says that it came to pass that in the days of Amraphel, king of Sina, Ariot, king of Eska, Chedelioma, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of nations, they made war with the king, with Berah, the king of Sodom. Bisha, king of Gomorrah, Sinab, king of Adnab, Shemeba, king of zaubim and the king of Bela. So those were five kings. And they were fighting four kings. You notice that's what they were saying there in that first few
2: verses. So, so, so uh, George, Say so would be Mon Jordan. Yes. And then you'd have El Paran per- is Jordan as well. Mm-hmm. So then you have Elam, which would be places like Iran. Okay. So then you have like different places. So it, it makes me that actually, so, so some of the other ones, because those ones I know from memory. Okay. So so those are the ones that the, the other, uh, S- Sodom and Gomorrah is also in Jordan as well. Yeah. So that's, that's putting them that in like a modern. Yeah. a modern modern location to those places. China would be modern-day Iraq. Okay. China is another name for Babylon. So that's another name for, like, that's modern-day Iraq. I haven't a clue what Elisa is. So. So I want to ask a question. How can, if we read
1: from verse, you know, the Bible tells us that all those kings... Um, in verse 4 12, for 12 years they served Chadelaoma and in the 13th year they rebelled so the 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 first set of the second set of kings there in verse 2 rebelled against Chadelaoma that we saw in verse 1 and the bible is telling us in verse 5 that in the 14th year Shadrilauma wanted to do a military campaign. So he went and was conquering kings around. So you saw all those places he attacked in verse 5. And in verse 7, they said, they turned back, that's Shadrilauma, they turned back, came to En Misha, that is Kaddish, and attacked all the country of the Amalekites and also the Amorites, and they dwelt in Tamar. And the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adnam, the king of Zebium, and the king of Bela, that is Zohar, went out and joined in battle in the valley of sidim against Chadoloma. So the Bible tells us very clearly there in the rest of that verse that four kings were fighting against five. And I, I was thinking, that if four kings fight against five kings, who should win, please? The five kings, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes. But unfortunately, the opposite happened. Tidolauma was victorious over those other five kings. Look at it in verse um, 9. In verse ten, now the valley of now the valley of Sidim was full of asphalt pits, and the kings of Sodom. Maybe we should read it from a simpler translation. Let me read it from NLT. In verse ten, he says, "As it happened, the valley was filled with tar pits, and as the armies of the king of Sodom and Gomorrah fled." some slipped into the pits, while the rest escaped into the mountains. So here was Sodom and Gomorrah. They were in the company of the five kings. And they were fighting these other four kings. I know when I read it, I was thinking, how come Five kings lost a battle against four. That was, the, that was what struck my attention. But let's look at it from the spiritual point of view. Sodom and Gomorrah, we know the type of land or the type of country that, or the type of um, kingdom those two kings were living. Sodom and Gomorrah. It was a corrupt place. It was a place that was full of corruption and sin. And here were other kings who joined themselves with Sodom and Gomorrah, and they were going to fight. Do you now know why they were defeated? When you ally yourself with people who are misbehaving, when those people are going to be punished, at times, that punishment will fall on you. That was what was happening here. Sodom and Gomorrah were in the company of the kings that actually should win that war. But they lost because the Bible says, he that moves with the wise will become wiser. But a companion of fools will be destroyed. Have read that scripture before? Is in Proverbs? Is it Proverbs fourteen? Let me look for it. Proverbs fourteen, I think is verse. Wait, let me see. Is it? Um, just bear with me. I think it's Proverbs. Proverbs 13, yeah. Proverbs 13, let me see which verse. Is. Verse 20. Look at it. Proverbs 13, verse 20. The Bible says Whoever walks with the wise will become wise, whoever walks with fools will suffer harm. And excuse me, what is the biblical definition of a fool?
2: Yes? One that says in his heart there is no God.
1: One that says in his heart there is no God. Look at those other kings. Those other kings allied themselves with Sodom and Gomorrah. A kingdom of fools. A kingdom that refused to recognize God. A kingdom did not a kingdom that gave itself to sin and corruption and immorality. They did not recognize God in their lifestyle, in their way of thinking, in their way of behavior. They didn't. And other kings went and allied themselves with those type of people, with Sodom and Gomorrah, and they went to war against another set of kings. How did they not lose? When the Bible said, a companion of fools will suffer harm. How would they not suffer harm? When they refused to acknowledge God in their thinking. That's what happened. Can somebody remind me of another king who allied himself with a king who was not following God? In the Bible. Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. Joseph was almost killed in that battle. All because he allied himself with Ahab. They had they had they had they had aimed to kill him. They had planned to kill Josaphat because he listened to the advice of Ahab. Ahab told him, Wear your <laughs> Where your, your, your lovely kingly robe. And he went into battle. And they almost killed Joseph. He shouted, Oh, I'm not I'm not Ahab you are looking for. I'm not Ahab. That's how he was saved. When he, you see, that's why for us as Christians, we need to be careful. I'm not saying that we should separate ourselves to the point that we cannot declare the gospel. But don't parley yourself with people who don't love God. Don't become their close friends. To the point that you want to start doing what they are doing. There must be a reason why you are friends with somebody who doesn't love God. That reason must only be because you want to reach out to that person so that that person can come to know Jesus. You don't just become a friend or you parley with unbelievers just because you feel like being their friend. There must be a reason to your friendship. Look at Jesus. Jesus spent time with sinners so that they can be won over to him. Do you remember when Matthew organized a dinner for Jesus? Do you remember? And he had just called Matthew. He organized the dinner for Jesus. And the Pharisees were pointing. They said, ah, look at Jesus. He's eating with sinners and tax collectors. Matthew was a converted tax collector who was now following Jesus. He now organized a... Ba- Maybe you can call it a barbecue. He organized a barbecue for Jesus. So that Jesus would come and preach and talk to the, his old Seneca collector collectors who don't know Jesus yet. So the Pharisees looked at Jesus. Jesus, why are you eating... And drinking with sinners. And what was the answer? Jesus gave a the reason why he came. Jesus said, Um the physicians, sorry, people who are well do not need physicians. It's people who are sick. Jesus came to save sinners, so he had to relate with them, he had to talk to them so that they too can be saved. The same thing applies to us. The reason why we relate with people who don't know the Lord is so that they too can be saved. But look at these kings. They went to fight battle. It's just like you. You want to fight the enemy. eh? You, You say, oh, I want to deal with the devil. And you go and make those who will pray with you. People who don't know God. Can you imagine? How are you going to win victory against the enemy? the enemy will call you and say, actually, you are joking. And this was what was happening. Sodom and Gomorrah was already marked for destruction. And kings were still parleying with Sodom and Gomorrah. How would they not lose the battle? How would they not suffer loss? The Bible has told us clearly here Whoever walks with the wise. And what is wisdom? Eh? The Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Whoever walks with the wise. Whoever walks with those who love God. You will become wiser. You will love God even more. So I want to encourage you, including our young people. When you go close to people who love the Lord. They will encourage you to love God even more. But when you are close to people who don't who are not interested in following Jesus and you make them your best friends and you parley with them, there is a without a definite vision in your heart that Lord, I'm getting close to these people so that I can win them for you. You don't make that your vision, you will miss out. And if you are not careful, the Bible says "Yeah, a companion of fools will suffer harm. And if you go back to that Genesis, hmm? Genesis that we are reading, Genesis chapter 14, if you go back there, we saw the harm that came to those kings. Look at it. In verse 10. Five kings went to fight against four. And because those four kings, those five kings were already deficient, they were with Sodom and Gomorrah. Those other kings were with Sodom and Gomorrah. They are going to lose. So the Bible said, as it happened, the valley was filled. That was where they went to fight the battle, in a valley. Eh? They called it the valley of the Dead Sea. I want to ask you, if you, are go- if you were as a spiritual person who loves the Lord, eh, and you want to go and fight the enemy, where will you fight? In a valley of the dead? <laughs> will you not be on a mountain eh, and fight your battles as a Christian? You do- Look at where they went to. Their when they went where they went to fight their war, their battle in the valley in the depression. Now let's let's be reading because it it strikes me here that the valley was filled with tar pits, and I don't know if you know uh, in the impression I'm having. A tar, I thought I was I was going to I, I didn't do it. I I just wanted to show a picture of what. Tar is. Ta, kota is used. It's one of the ingredients they use to make our roads, isn't it? And it's quite slippery when it's it's soft. And that valley was filled with tar pits. No wonder as the army of the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah ran away, they were running. Eh? They slipped into the tar pits. The Bible says, the wicked runs when nobody is pursuing him. But the righteous is as bold as a lion. Now, of course, they were at war. So because they were losing the battle, they ran away. They did not stand their ground. And they fell into the tar pits. Look at what the other kings did. The Bible said, Sodom and Gomorrah fled and they fell into the tarpits while the rest escaped into the mountains. On the mountain, there's sanctuary. On the mountain of the Lord, maybe those kings could not call upon the Lord on the mountain. But the other king, Sodom and Gomorrah, they did not have any opportunity to run to any mountain. They slipped into the valley. And that's where they were captured. Now, the challenge is, beloved brethren, in case you are in a very bad situation. in case you are you are in a state that is, you are not meant to be in, let me encourage you. Why don't you learn from these other kings? they fled to the mountain? that was where they had sanctuary. They ran up to the mountain of the Lord. They ran up to where the enemy cannot reach them on the mountain. This, we should have the same attitude. Let's not think that... Let's The first lesson is, let's not parley with people who don't love God. But also, in case you find yourself in a desperate situation, we don't have any other option but to run up to the mountains and call on God. That's the challenge I see here for my own personal life. Lord, help me. Let me not be overwhelmed with my issue. Let me be able to call upon you on your mountain. The Bible says, I'm just paraphrasing here, that on the mountain of the Lord, there shall be deliverance. Let's be encouraged to know that our God is a God of the mountain. God was going to encounter Moses. He encountered him close to the mount of God, Oren. Now let's let's keep studying. Look at what happened in verse eleven. Verse eleven says, "Then they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah, and all their provisions, and went their way. So they captured Sodom and Gomorrah, captured all they had. Look at it. They also took Lot, Abraham, Abrahams." brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his goods, and they departed. You see what happened? That because they captured Sodom and Gomorrah, of course, they had to capture Lot. He was living there now. Remember, he pitched his tent in the previous chapter near Sodom and Gomorrah. But because he's now living there, when they captured and Gomorrah. they had to capture him too. That's the problem. And, you know, I thought they only captured the men, but they captured everybody, including the women. I thought they would leave their goods. They didn't leave their goods. They packed everything they had. So all those big, big cattle that um, Lot had, do you remember those cattle in chapter 13? You know, Lot had a lot of cattle. He had set up a company lot international cattle rearing um um companies companies he set up he had a big um he had goats he had rams he had cattle everything was scattered away when you when you parley or when you you feel very comfortable around people who are sinners when Judgment comes, it will affect you. Let's keep reading. Verse 13. And this is what touches my heart so greatly. Then one who had escaped came and told Abraham, the Hebrew, for he dwelt by the tabernacle trees of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eschol and brother of Anna, and they were allies with Abraham. So, even where Abraham was, he had already made friends with the people there. Eh? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: He had made friends. And I hope you know that it's just for your own information. When we study later, you will find out that Abraham, when he went to rescue Lot, his nephew, he did not actually go alone. He he went with some of his allies. You will study it later. So the question is, who do you parley with? Who are your friends actually? Abraham made good friends friends around these people. He didn't cause them trouble. Abraham was a loving neighbor. Hmm? Abraham, despite his riches... He did not cause trouble for his neighbors. The same thing applies to us. We all live in various localities. Isn't it? We should be loving neighbors. We should be considerate to our neighbors. We should be helpful if the opportunity arises so that we can reach out to to, to them with the gospel. Now, we will talk about that later. Look at verse 14. When Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, Lot, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. Wonderful. I want to ask you a a very sincere question What do you think? What strikes you about what Abraham did here in verse 14? Let's discuss it.
2: He has a lot of soldiers. like a Yes. For three, three he has three hundred and fourteen soldiers, so he has it a did. lot of servants. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. so, yes. so said, Abraham Abraham, yes. Um,
0: I think in verse 14, um, Abraham's, let's say, men are few only compared to the uh, combination of the two, of the, you know, four kingdoms. Yes. That is like a minute number, probably 318. And (laughs) it seems like if we remember the story of Gideon.
1: Mm. Yes. You see, we'll talk about this now because you guys have actually expanded that scripture. But the first thing that touched me was Abraham mobilized his whole servants and himself to go and rescue a lot that separated from him. Abraham did not have hard feelings. Abraham, despite the fact that his nephew separated from him, he still had love for Lot. He was still concerned. Abraham did not say, well, it's his business. He was the one that moved away to Sodom. He went and joined himself with those corrupt people. Abraham did not say, well, he's on his own. O-Y-O, on your own. (laughs) Abraham did not say that. Eh? Abraham did not say, well, if he had stayed with me, all these problem will not happen. He will still have his captured, He will still have everything. But anyway, these things—that's life. He's been captured. Maybe they will release him one day. Abraham did but not George, say that. Can I, yes.
0: can I add something? Because yes, you know, Lot um, walked away. It seems from Abraham. And mm. God's presence is with Abraham. Therefore, God's presence departed as well from Lot because he chose to go, you know, to the company of uh, the wicked people or the sinners. Yes. And yes. remember as well in verse 13, as I notice here, like I'm sure even just we are, um, if we are close to God and we are, let's say, in a neighborhood, rough neighborhood, I'm sure God will bless our neighborhood as well because of one righteous person.
1: I agree with you 100%. 100%. That if you, if you continue to please God and you continue to be righteous, God will bless that area because of you. It's not... There are several examples in scriptures that if God can help us, give us a testimony with Him, that we continue to please God because of us, your vicinity can be blessed.
2: Honestly, yeah. George, and that is yes, the Hebrew word for servants is a e- 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 but the it doesn't actually use the word servants, that it uses the word Hebrew word for experienced. Yes, so in the actual Hebrew, there's a slight difference, there's a so it is it's more. means like trained. Mm. There's no word for servants there. It, it, so who are born? It, it's almost like experienced. Then he armed them. Oh. So which is which is in which is interesting. So because the word for servants is used later on. Then his brother was taken captive and his servants. So it actually uses the word servants later on,
0: mm-hmm.
2: in the actual Hebrew text it's 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 you know like you said that
1: that fact that abraham had trained you see the the, look at it the bible said that he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as that you see as i read it what struck my heart again was that Actually, let's look at Abraham as God. And me and you are his servants. And the Bible is saying they were trained. They were trained. So supposing a servant, his job is to look after horses. He was a trained servant. This servant, his job is to look after The goats. He was a trained servant. He's just like um, Nika now. Nika is a nurse, but she's a trained nurse in the house of God. She was born in the house of God, isn't it? She was born again in the house of God, like these servants. They were born in Abraham's house. Eh? So I too am a trained doctor, but this time not training for my medical profession only, but trained spiritually, and I was born again in the house of God. The striking thing for me here is that whatever servant you are, the Bible said here, Abraham armed them. So, if Tochi, for instance, is an IT consultant, is a spiritually trained IT consultant who has been armed with the word of God to fight spiritual battles, you understand what we are saying, and um, if you are a manager, a healthcare manager, you are actually and you love the Lord. You are actually a trained healthcare manager who has been armed with the Word of God to go and fight spiritual battles. So what strikes me here is that God wants all of us to be trained. Trained in spiritual things, trained in our character, trained in our, in in developing fruits of the spirit, so that we can be armed. Look at what Abraham did here. He did not just just keep them. These were men who were armed. They could use the sword. They could use the sword very proficiently. They They could throw spears. They could could shoot the arrow. But remember, they were servants. The same thing applies to us. All of us have our various um, secular jobs or secular endeavors. But the key is that you should be a trained child of God who can use spiritual weapons so that when called upon, God can mobilize you to go and help fight his spiritual battle. That's why, you see, we are reading a physical story here that applies directly to our spiritual experience. Abraham, the few number, remember, look at what Nika said. We only, he only had 318. What is that compared to fighting against kings who have thousands as their army? Just to let you know, just to remind me and you that Actually, God is not looking for um, 7 billion Christians before he can do his work. you understand? Even the trained few, like Gideon's experience, the trained few who who carry God in their hearts can still go and win spiritual battles for the Lord. Look at it. Just look at it. How can 300 people, look at what they did. Abraham, He armed them. These these servants, they were trained. They could also use weapons. And remember where they were born. They were born in his house. It's just like me and you. We have been born again into God's kingdom. Born again into God's spiritual house. And God has been training us. Part of this Bible study is part of our training, beloved brethren that God is training you in your Christian character. God is training you to have compassion. God is... Tra- Look at those servants. Those servants did not revolt. Did not say, ah, 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 Abraham, wait, wait, wait. Who should you go and rescue? Lot? Do you remember what Lot did to us? <laughs> Do you remember what his servants did to us? They did not complain like that. Immediately they heard, Lot has been captured. What? Okay. And... Um, um, boss, maybe they call Abraham boss. Boss, what shall we do? Go and pray. We need to go and help them. Oh, yes, we are going. Ah, but maybe one of them said, Ah, but I'm not you kidding. Know, oh, the way the Lord's um, servants um insulted me the other day, I'm not going to. Abraham will call him aside. I say, What are you saying? Have you not forgiven them? Eh? Are you not trained? Have you not been trained to forgive? <laughs> Why are you still worried about insults? Their life is at stake. Let's go and help them. So Abraham trains them the way God is training us so that when it is time to fight spiritual battle, God will just tell you, remember the word of God that you have you have learned. Carry it and go and encourage that brother. Remember that Bible study you learned on compassion. Use the lessons there that God has have taught you. Go and encourage that family. When God, when Abraham armed his servants, they were going for a purpose. I don't think Abraham went and said, all of you take all these swords and let's be going. I don't think Abraham would have done that. Abraham would have told them, Like a good leader he was. Do you remember Lot? Yes, we remember Lot. His whole family, his wives, his cattle, everything they have have been captured. We are going to go and deliver them. To show you that Abraham did not have any misgivings. He did not, he was not holding on to the past. He had forgiven and he has, he he, didn't really worry him that he was going to go and save a relative who separated from him in an acrimonious way. He did not do that. He still had the love of God on his heart. No wonder the servants, all of them were ready to even die just to obey God on behalf of Abraham. Beloved brethren, isn't that a challenge? You know, as I read it, I just thought, my God, this is wonderful. You need to help my heart. That I will not hold grudges against people. Because if I do, there might be a time I may need to go and help them. If I hold a grudge, how will I help them? For Abraham, that did not worry him. Look at, no wonder God was with them. I can 318. Look at what they did. The Bible said, they went to pursue. They pursued the enemy. Do you remember that scripture? About pursuing the enemy. the enemy oh sorry i'm just looking at it from the other side the enemy said i will pursue i will overtake is it it or was it the enemy i'm getting confused now do you remember that scripture that says i will pursue i will overtake i will recover all was it in exodus let me look for it sorry Let me just look for that scripture so that I won't misquote. Yes. It was God's instruction to David, isn't it? Do you remember? In 1 Samuel, chapter 30, when God was asking David, should I go after these people? And God said, for sure. Overtake and rescue all. That was God's instruction. And... Maybe you can look at it from that spiritual aspect. That God also was telling Abraham. Pursue and overtake and rescue all. I pray God will help us. That when you are trained in your Christian character. When you are trained... To bear the fruits of the spirit and you are growing in the needs of God. When it's time to face the enemy, there's no way the enemy will defeat you. God will stand by you because you are the enemy is not actually standing against you, he's trying to stand against God. Look at it. The Bible said in verse 15 when he pursued the enemy, he divided his forces. That's Abraham. He divided the 318. 318- soldiers he had Eh? he divided his forces against them by night and he and his servants attacked them and pursued them as far as Hoba, which is the north of Damascus so the 318 maybe Abraham divided them into three groups Eh? so he had 100 here 100 there And 118 here. All those three groups. And those people attacked those kings. And thank God. God gave them victory. Look at it in verse 16. So he brought back all the goods. All. And also brought back his brother Lot. And his goods. As well as the women and the people. So, do you you see something there? Abraham did not only rescue Lot and his family. Abraham rescued even the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham did not just say, well, you know, he didn't tell his servants, servants, wait, 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 wait. We can't rescue all these people. Let's just go and pick Lot and his family. Leave the rest of the people. Remember, they are sinners. Let them die. No! Abraham rescued everybody. As if Abraham was saying, let Let them live so that they will have opportunity to repent and serve God. Let's rescue them. The same thing applies to us. Why are we trying to talk to people about Jesus? So that they can be rescued. So that they can be rescued from the the bondage of the enemy. Remember, the enemy has captured them already. That's why Abraham went to rescue these people. So he did not only rescue his his family, Lot and his family, but he rescued the people and the women. What a great thing he did. But look at it. Remember, he didn't have a, a big army of people. He only had 318. But the wonderful thing about those 318 were that they were trained. Beloved brethren, I want to encourage us. Please, our spiritual training in the things of God is so important. God does not rely, first of all, on number. He he relies on quality. When, um, When God's vessels, when God's servants are quality servants, they can do so much for God. If we go through scriptures... It's when God gave the children of Israel victory. God did not give them victory because they were they outnumbered the enemy. Most times, the enemy normally outnumbers the children of Israel. Most times, how did Gideon go and face Amalekites in their millions with only three hundred men? How? Do you
0: remember the? They and also like, George, you know, yeah. with the modern day Israel and day the six day war of yes. Israel against yeah. Iraq yes. against six exactly. nations,
1: all those countries exactly one Israel against Egypt, Jordan, eh? Jordan. Jordan,
0: Lebanon, Lebanon, Syria,
1: Syria, Iraq, Iran. Iraq,
0: yeah, yeah. One in small...
1: six days. Yes, in six days. That small country humbled all of them. I was reading the story of how they incapacitated Egypt, Israel. They went eh, with their secret forces, a few of them, maybe about, is it 20? They flew into Cairo. They went and stole their, <laughs> you know, their big power station that generates electricity. Is Israeli soldiers went and stole the whole power station, all the major components of the power station. They removed it and flew back to Israel. They kept part of most of the country in darkness, a small country. That is what God does. You see, all these things is symbolic for us. It should remind us that God, once God is with you, you are like a thousand. Like in Isaiah,
0: Isaiah 54, uh, George, uh, yes. no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Mm.
1: Because
0: we have the armor of God.
1: Yes. Let's be encouraged. You see, that's why we don't have an option, beloved brethren, except you want to personally allow the devil to deal with you. We don't have an option. than to come and stand with God. And I'm praying that God will challenge your heart. That you should be trained. That you should concentrate on your spiritual training. So that you can keep winning battles for God. So that the enemy will be discomfited once he comes near you. So that you can raise the banner of Jesus anywhere you are. Because you are a trained servant of God. Who can use the spiritual weapons of the word of God. to disconfit the enemy. And I feel it's a crucial point of prayer for us. Abraham had 318 servants who were born in his house. And we said, look at it like you and me being servants of God. We were born again in the kingdom of God. Let's submit to continuous training. Continuous spiritual training for our lives. So that we can be armed. So that the Lord can keep arming us. With the necessary spiritual weapons. To fight his battle. Remember the battle is the Lord's. It's not your own. I trust the Lord will help us. So we we'll make that a prayer point. That the Lord will help us. In our walk, in our Christian walk, that we will continue to be trained. Thank you. We'll, I think I'll we'll stop here. So I will pray.
0: Amen. Praise the Lord. So um, it's prayer time, my dear brethren, and. Um, Actually, I just want to uh, say a praise because you know the one of the twins of my friends that uh, we've been always praying, Toby. He just had his uh, surgery again uh, yesterday, and this time uh, they didn't put a catheter because just imagine when, if you remember, I've been uh, I've mentioned before that every two weeks he normally uh, will have. Um, dilatation of the uh, urethral stricture every two weeks with catheter so he just had another procedure yesterday and no catheter so I said praise the Lord because my friend just sent me a message so that is the um, answered prayer but please let us continue to pray for the Toby for his uh, complete healing and also um Ate uh, two brothers, and one of the brothers, um, he's been diagnosed of uh, cancer, and it is very, um, oh, what do you call that one? It's not prostate. So, uh, um, so yeah, been diagnosed of cancer, and I think it's uh, with bone meth, so please let us pray for him and the family. And also one of the brothers, also all at the same time, he had uh, hematemesis So, uh, let us pray. And um, can I ask, please, Fungke uh, to pray?
1: Um, Nika, yeah. can I explain? What is hematomasis? None of us uh, are...
0: Oh, hematemesis is like uh, vomiting of blood. Mm. So, sorry, I forgot I've been using a medical mm. um, It's so then, so it's my uh, family, is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. His uh uh yeah, her brother's name, he is uh, Role, uh I think yeah, his name is Raul yeah. And then the other one is um Gaddy. Yeah, that what what's the other one now? Gaddy. Gaddy.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Gaddy. Gaddy. Gadi okay. okay. Yeah, Gaddy is the one with the vomiting of blood, and the uh, role he's the one that's been uh, diagnosed of uh, cancer. Okay. And also, Jethro is asking me if you could please uh, pray, Dominic. Uh, he's still having his uh, English and R E uh, mock test.
1: Uh, Ari, you should blast it. Um <laughs> Ari. You should blast it.
0: Next week is my... No, he got two more weeks. So this week and then the coming week. It's like few subjects every day. So that's why... Yeah, so that's why it's so tiring for us, uh, Joe, me and Joey, dropping him, picking him up, then uh, picking up Jess again back from Harpindes... <laughs> it's
2: a lot of driving for us. Uh, how about, uh, Regina, She got her mock test as well because she's got. Yeah,
0: I think she finished. She said she mentioned she finished already. That's yeah. good. Um, so, and can I ask, please, um, Kevin, to pray for our uh, prayer points uh, this evening? Uh, what we learned. And any other prayer requests? Mm-hmm. Any anything else? Any other Jackie.
2: prayer? Requests? Pray for Jackie. If, uh, yes. And maybe for my cancer too. Oh. I have uh, tests at the beginning of next year. I got to go into hospital.
0: Okay. Can hey. I ask? Oh, um, what does
2: Jackie need because Jackie's actually on here
1: her shoulder her shoulder, yes.
2: her shoulder yeah I take her shoulder
0: can I ask Tachi to pray please anything else and
2: Michael said he had tests so you didn't finish
1: no no just for my cancer
2: generally the, the, was it at the beginning of the year no next year next year
0: Okay, yeah, so can I ask you you to pray for Brother Michael please? Uh Sister Bethel, how are you now? Have you had any uh, follow up checkup already or still waiting? Oh you're unmute. Oh, okay. Yeah, they haven't booked anyone for me again. So nothing yet. Nothing okay. yet. Okay. Can I ask you, Richard, to please pray for our sister Bethel? Um. Any other prayer requests <coughs> No.
2: It's uh, it's Dad's birthday on Monday. Eighty-seven.
0: Eighty-seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can I ask you, Ria, please to pray? So, yeah. Yeah. Daddy Bob? Oh, Daddy Bob. Okay. Okay.
1: okay. Sorry, there's one more thing. Can we pray for Christy? She has stomach pain and she has um,
0: tinnitus still. Please, thank you. Oh. Tochi,
2: so if you could please include
1: Christy. Oh dear, sorry, Tochi. <laughs> no, he's the prayer man. He's no good. He should pray.
2: Ah, okay. <laughs> That's the anointing yeah, of prayer. The the, the, um, the spell check. It's wrong with the spell check on the um, on like Apple kind of stuff. It's just like tinnitus. It doesn't doesn't like anything. Uh, I've I mean, got it wrong, but um. I, don't know, I think. To, um,
0: anything else? I don't know before we start our prayer, anything else? Everyone is blessed. So, okay, I think, so you, I can think pray for,
2: hmm? you can continue pray for, um, I'll say, Hamuham said, I mean, the evangelism oh. as Okay. Reach out here to people. Did I did I say about my work and my brother? Did I say about that? Or I guess... Yes.
0: You okay, can. I'll pray for you, Dom.
2: Uh, so 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 evangelism in Hemel, We need to see more souls saved. I think you're gonna see. here.
0: Yeah. It was, okay. We had a
2: really good time today. Okay. A... Yeah.
0: sister, Bethel? Would you mind to pray for uh, the evangelism for Hemel please? Yes, please. Okay, yeah. Okay, so let's start praying then. And I will start from uh, Kevin, please.
2: Dear Lord, we just want to thank you, Lord, for all your your blessings, Lord, that you've done in us, Lord. We thank you for your word today. Thank you for, um, for leading us into all truth, Lord. And we do pray, Lord, today that we will be... Come and
0: join Pastor George's Bible Study at 8 p.m.